Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. Right there. Yeah. These guys. Well, I wasn't as, 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 as strong as you were, but <laughs> as you are, I mean. Uh, but the Lord touched me, you know. One missionary from the U.S., TTU teacher, single missionary, went by Mexico to learn how to speak Spanish. And he started do- going door knocking. He couldn't speak a word in English hardly. He just arrived there, and then he went by my door, and he said, if you speak Spanish, we'll understand what I'm going to be saying right now. He said, um, yo, uh, tú, uh, coche, uh, iglesia, uh, coche, uh, casa. Did you get it? He was saying something like, I want you to take, to take you to my church. He was trying to say that. Uh, of course, I, used, I, I could already speak a little bit English, so I started speaking English. With it. So he was surprised, and he, he went, oh, man, you speak English. You should tell me before. I was trying to, to, to speak in Spanish. And he went on and, uh, and invited me over to, to go to church. And I went. After, I don't know how many times he tried to get me on church because as good Mexican, I told him, yes, you can buy to pick me up tomorrow at 11 o'clock or 10.30, something like that. And he came, and I had made up an excuse, you know, an excuse so, so I, I, I wouldn't go. And the next, next Sunday was the same, and the next Sunday was the same, and the next, next Sunday. I, th- I thought I killed all my family during that, those weeks, you know, because the excuse was the same. My grandma died, my gra- <laughs> other grandma died, my father-in-law died, well, all of them. And I wasn't married by that time, you know, so, but I killed everyone since, since I, I, wouldn't have, I couldn't have any, any other people to kill, I, I had to go. And I went, and I'm, a glad, I'm glad I went, because I liked it a lot. I was a little distracted the first time I went to the church, but I liked it, and then came back the, the following week. And that's the time when I understood that I, was, I had no excuse before God. I thought I was a good guy. I thought I was doing the things right. Uh, but I realized that time that no one in the world deserves any forgiveness from the Lord. He gives it out by grace. And the grace, he, he made it clear, giving his son to die for us in the cross. It, it was, the preaching was on Romans chapter 1, and I, I, that word, you men don't have any excuse before me, you know. Because uh, the Lord, he reveals himself He's, since the creation. And we don't have any excuse to say, well, I don't have to believe in you. We will be before him in that day. And you will have no excuse to say, well, why didn't you uh, arrange things before him? So better do it now, right? Better do it now. After that, there, the the week before, the week after, right after that, this missionary invited me over to help him out to invite people to go to church. I was a weak, newborn Christian, and he invited me over, and he said, yes, I go with you. Then we went door knocking, and there, and there, you know, we knocked the door, and then the people opened the door, and he just goes like that and let me do the talking, you know. 
And I said, well, at least tell me what to say to the people, you know, because I didn't know th that much as just, you know, inviting them over to the church. But little by little, that started burdening my heart for the people. That started, you know, giving me direction of what the Lord wanted me to do with my life. And the Lord called me after a few months of, of that work, and I got in the Bible Institute. In 1990, I graduated from, from the Bible Institute and went to start a church to Mexico City, which is, it remains the, the church, the Baptist Bible Church of Linda Vista in, in Mexico City. And afterwards, you know, doing several works, as Brother Jimmy said, and, and now, since 2012, being in, in Spain. Well, there are a lot of, to say, but my English is, you know, not as well as I thought it, was, it, it should be. Why don't we start with a word of prayer and go to Luke chapter 24 first, and then we pray as we, as we start looking what the Bible has to tell us today. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you because we are saved in our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your word. And now, as we open it, we ask you to give, the, give us understanding that your Holy Spirit touches our hearts and lead us to you, to do, to do your will, and to, the, to do the work that you already committed us to do. Lord, help us. Help me as I speak. Help me to say the right words. Help me to depend on you and to say what you brought me to say here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know that there is a salvation plan that God made up really since eternity? Do you know how this plan is? You know, when we, call, we, we talk about missions, we need to realize that the mission of the church is missions. We don't need to forget, and you really need to be aware all the time that if you are here, it's because someone else in any time of your life opened the Bible or at least invited you to come over to hear the gospel. In any time of your life, being if you were born or not in a Christian home, being if, if you were, you know, miles away from here or living in, in, in another state, all the time the Lord is working through people and reaching out people by sending out people even in the same city or in other, in other cities. The nature of God's salvation plan is what we're trying to describe this morning. Because not often we think or our minds are set on this, on this plan and that's why several times our, our life goes on without, without really stopping and thinking, what do we have to do during, this, during my life to be part of that plan? And I forgot to turn on this thing. Sorry. Is it on? Should be by now. There are a few places in the scripture where the divine soul... Four, 24 verses 20, 46 to 48. Please go there and help me out to, 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 to read a little bit of this, of this uh, scripture passage. Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 
44, it says in the word of God, And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And one of my prayers is that the Lord God opens your and my understanding. It doesn't matter how much we read the Bible. It doesn't matter how well I preach or anybody stands up here and preaches. If the Lord doesn't teach us, we go out as the same way as we were when came in in the morning. You know, the Lord needs to touch our hearts. And we need to, to be there to let him touch our hearts. And let the Spirit uh, talk to us. And our prayer should be the prayer of the Lord. To open our understanding. And said unto them, thus it is written. And thus it behoved. Is it well said right there? Behoved? It's a new word for me. It's necessary. It was necessary to Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of the Father upon you. But tarry ye in the promise of my Father upon you. I'm, I'm sorry, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from high. What do we find in here? Well, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer, died on the cross, it says the Bible. What an extraordinary synthesis, what magnificent plainness, and in each phrase, it could be said that we don't need interpretation of any part of it. It means exactly what it says. As we consider its content, we have to be aware that although it's about a plan, it's compound in two but very different parts of the same plan. One part of the plan refers to Christ himself. We're talking about God's salvation plan for mankind and we see two parts of this plan a part refers to christ thus it is written and thus it behoved christ to suffer die on the cross and to rise from death the third day without these fundamental facts there wouldn't be any gospel to preach Paul confirms this truth when he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel, how that Christ died for us, for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. This statement implies several things. First of all, his incarnation. The Lord God had to take uh, the, the form of a man and be between us, be among us. So he was able to, to walk through in this world, but to live to his stainless life. He lived with no sin in his life. 
This statement implies his earthly ministry. If Christ wouldn't have come to this world, he wouldn't have any salvation. We wouldn't have any salvation to be proclaimed. Realize that the part of the Lord is being, it has been fulfilled by his first coming, his death and resurrection. By the way, why do we know about God's suffering? Jesus suffered on the cross. Many, many people, you know, questions God about his love. Many people say, how could God love me if I'm suffering so much? Have you heard people saying that? How could God love me if I'm, you know, if I don't have a job? How could God love me if I'm sick? How could God love me if I'm losing my family or, or losing many things in my life? How could he say that he loved me? Well, this is an easy answer, you know, easy question. When you look up with the eyes of the faith and turn your eyes to the cross and see the Lord taking the nails for you and see the Lord, you know, Allowing the Romans take his body and really beating him up really brutally. Every punch, every hit he received, every spit on his face, every thorn in his head, everything he received, he could deny it. He could stop it. He had the power just, just saying a word and... and uh, uh, Twelve uh, legions of angels would have come down and defend him. He could just thought in that and all Romans be destroyed at once. But he didn't. When the people was trying to, was mocking him, you know, when he was at the cross. One of the great temptations he was suffering was to come down from the cross, you know. Ha, you were able to save other people and you're not able to save yourself. Come on. What kind of God are you? If, you? if you really are God, come down from the cross and we will believe on you. And you know that was a great temptation. That he passed. That he conquered. Because the Bible says that he had a joy before him. And the joy was our redemption. Your salvation. My salvation. He was thinking of me. He was thinking of you. He was thinking of the destiny, our eternal, eternal destiny. And that made him hold the nails and, 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 and stand in the cross, suffer for us. We cannot believe, we, we can not really know how deep, how, 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 uh, uh, how a big suffering he was suffering right there in the cross. We had to be with him in that time to, so we could, we could feel what he was feeling. It wasn't just a matter of what he felt physically. It was a matter that he was, he was taking our sins in his own body. He was taking our punishment. The punishment we, all of us, deserve. The just for the unjust to take us to God. Think of that. Many times we don't stop to, to, to see the part of God in our salvation in our salvation, his, his plan, his part, had the suffering of Christ. Had as part of it that his own son would come down to this earth and gave up his life just so you and me wouldn't have to go to the condemnation. Realizing that, just think on that a little bit. 
his death and resurrection. And my words in English are not enough to describe all the things the Lord has taught me about that suffering. Especially when he yelled, Lord, why have you abandoned me? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Once in the eternity, the Holy Trinity, the God the Father had to give his back to his son because he had all my sin on his body. The sin was tremendous. He couldn't stand it. The Holy God was taking my burden, was taking my sin, was being punished because of me. His part, his part, he fulfilled it. He accomplished what, what has, was his part. Let us think this, in these points. If Christ had come down to this earth but wouldn't have lived a stainless life, he couldn't have taken our sins in his body on the cross. If he would have lived a perfect life but only would have given us great sermons, his wonderful parables, and his holy teachings, and then had gone back in, to heaven without dying in our behalf, there would be forgiveness for our sins either. And something else. If he could have offered his life in our place, bearing our sins, but he wouldn't have risen from the death, he wouldn't have any good news. We wouldn't have any good news to give to the world either. But we can say glory to God. He not only died, he not only teach, he not only live a, a perfect life, he died on the cross and he rose again. He's now risen. He's now sitting in the right hand of our Father. He's praying for us, you know. He's there as our lawyer. What a good lawyer we have. Do you have any problem? That's a good lawyer there. We can call him anytime for free. For free, he answers our prayer. He is there on our side. Jesus Christ came down to earth and lived a perfect life and, and a holy life, not only before the man's eyes, but before God's eyes who sees real reality. Sometimes we don't think on that. We can be, you know, be, before men, a good man. We, we, could, we could really be, live a good life. And many people say, well, I'm good in, 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 in the eyes of the society because I, don't, I haven't killed anyone. Or probably I'm mistaken. Huh? I haven't robbed anything. I don't harm anyone. But the Lord knows your heart. The Lord knows your lies. The Lord knows any time you desire something you're not allowed to have. The Lord knows what you're thinking in this right moment. He's the almighty God. He can be anywhere. He can see anything. But the good thing is he can do anything else. Anything we can, he can. Now that's a good thing to know, right? He's there to the, for us. Jesus Christ, he preached the good news of a father that loved us. Healed the eels and set free those who were slaves under, under the power of sin and the devil. 
At the right time, he faced the cross and died the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. Just before he gave us his he gave up his spirit, he claimed, "It is finished. The work of redemption was finished on his side. The part of the plan he already finished it. The salvation for humankind was completed." God stamped his approval seal upon this wonderful work of grace and rose him from the death. How wonderful. You know, the difference between, between Christianity and the, all the other religions is simple this. Ask me where Muhammad is right now. He's dead. People go to his tomb every year. They try to touch it. They know he's buried right there. As we were, Confucio is. You can find his, his, his tomb too. You can go there and see where he, he was buried. But ask me where the Lord Jesus Christ is. He's alive. He's among us. He's between us. He's touching our hearts right now. After almost 4,000 years have passed, What our God had planned, promised, and so in advance was finally fulfilled. There is salvation. There is forgiveness. There is cleanliness and freedom from the, from the power of sin. Commun communion and peace with God. The power to be his children. Eternal life and entrance to the kingdom of God. It is just at our hands. All of this and much more, God did it in Christ. He already did it. Nothing else needs to be done. And through Christ in our behalf. And it's at hand of anyone who repents of his sins and believes in him. It's a great salvation, impossible to describe or express with words. But is that all? The plan finishes here? There is nothing else to do? Well, on God's side, nothing else to do. But the Bible says the other part of the plan refers to you, to us. You realize when we were reading it? It is said, let me go back to the, my English Bible here, not the Spanish. But I have a problem here thinking in Spanish and in English at the same time, and that's not really a good way to preach, really. I'm telling you. Well, if you want to stay in the Spanish-speaking meeting, I'll be speaking in Spanish. So uh, uh, it won't be the same message, I think, but uh, uh, it will be more fluent, I, I, I bet. It, well... I bet it, it would. Huh? It's my mother tongue. <laughs> Should be. Well, it says, verse 46, And said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer. That word, behoved, it was necessary to Christ to suffer. And the same way was necess necessary to rise from the dead the third day. And the same way it is necessary to that repentance and remission of sins should be preached. And that's where you and me have to do. And that's our work right now. That's the part that the Lord pointed out and, 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 and uh, wants us to realize this morning. 
It's not all the things that he had done. It's the thing that you, we have to do in his, in, his, in his salvation plan. It's not just to let him, you know, do the work. Yes, he did his work. But now he's uh, giving us what we said, the great commission. Imagine, just think with me. I don't know what happened in your life, but I know what happened in my life. If this missionary, Larry Owens, he's already in Argentina doing the work. He's been there for close to 30 years, and he's preaching really well. Now, he speaks Spanish. Well, not perfect because he's speaking as an Argentino, you know. So, but this is Spanish, and people understand him. He got married with a Mexican. He has, he has several sons. One of him, his sons, is already uh, on furlough, looking for going back as missionary to Argentina. So the work is being done. But imagine if Larry Owens hadn't come to my place. Imagine if he just was saying, "Well, I'm not able to speak." Spanish yet, I'll wait until I graduate from, from language school. I'll wait until uh, I can say a few more words. Probably if I thought in the same way, I wouldn't be here preaching to you right now. Because I don't have the, all the words I, w- I would like to express in my preaching in English. Or here I am, hoping that the Lord touches our hearts with his word, with my few words in English. And Lord willing, I know he will. The thing is, we need to give what we have and let him use us as he meant to use us. The other part of the plan refers to you. In the same paragraph where the Lord Jesus described what was up to him from God's salvation plan, he also added, it behoved Christ to suffer and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And without interrupting his declaration, he said that those who had to accomplish this task were his disciples when he said, and ye are witnesses of these things, referring to his disciples and by extension, to us, his disciples now. How are we going to do that? By the power of the Holy Spirit. Where? Among all nations. To whom? All creatures. It's not a matter of, of race. It's not a matter of, of, uh, of social statement. It's a matter of uh, being a creature, um, a human being. We need to think that the part that depends on us is to go there. It is just impossible for us even think that the Almighty God who prepared and planned and planted since the past eternity his son first coming and the expiatory work he accomplished on the cross hasn't designed with the same care the proclamation of his wonderful news for all human beings. God didn't forget God didn't fail. Jesus used three intense years to prepare his disciples. He chose them and sent them to accomplish this remarkable work, this remarkable part of his divine plan. plan. When the same had come, when the time, I'm sorry, I'm not reading well to either. When the time had come, he didn't hesitate to designate his followers 
Ye are the witness of these things. And all of those who have believed through your testimony, ye are witnesses of these things. We are divine commissioned to proclaim this good news to all men in earth. Ye are were the disciples which he was speaking to. GR were our representatives of the first hour for just as, as it was already said, in time we would believe in our Lord Jesus Christ through their testimony. So, what, what does involve this, plan, this plan's nature? The answer to this question, question is simple. The divine plan, as we have seen it already, considering it has two parts. One of the parts, are these two parts are joined together in such a way that can be separated from each other without harming the plan seriously. And that is precisely what the disciples had to understand clearly. The vital importance of the relationship that exists between the two parts of the plan is what the church and the Christians of today must understand. We, so we can live according to this understanding so, there is salvation. So, there is a way to work. But we must proclaim it. It needs to be announced. It is necessary to be shared to the nations. In other words, what many Christians seem to have, be, uh, to, to have never understood or have lost inside is that the gospel proclamation is not an optional addition of God's plan salvation. But it is an irreplaceable part of God's plan. It is not something that you just set aside and then wait to see what happens. Jesus said it, that it behoved, it was necessary, the part that had to do with him as much as the part that had to do with, this, this, with his disciples. Perhaps this last example will let us clear, clarify our, what I'm trying to say, you, say to you. Let us say that a king signs a reprieve, a pardon, a pardon letter for a criminal that is in jail about to be executed. And he's going to be executed today at midnight. He puts in the hands of a messenger the document and commands him to take it immediately to that prison. But the messenger received the reprieve, the pardon letter, but instead of fulfilling his, with his duty, he gets distracted. He gets really busy. He goes to see his mom. He goes to buy some groceries during the way. He goes to play with his children, which are all our good things to do, you know. And after several hours, arrives to the prison with the document that will set free the criminal, giving him new life, a second chance. But wait a minute. He gets there 30 minutes after the midnight. That is... 30 minutes after the criminal has been executed. What was it good for the reprieve in such a case? Do you know the answer? For nothing. 
was useless. Or perhaps we should better say that it is useless to save the criminal's life even though it's useful to condemn the messenger's conduct. Or imagine that it was discovered an effective vaccine, uh, vaccination, vaccine, what's the word? You understand me? Uh, am, I, am I saying it right? <laughs> vaccination to prevent cancer. Imagine, no more cancer. Or another serious illness. But nobody gets to know that that vaccination exists. Or even worse, that some lab or some country has it and never share it to the ill and needed people. Such discovery would be useless for the ills. In the same way, what is, what is it good for Christ's sacrifice for millions of human beings that don't know that the Savior died on their behalf? So many of them not even know that he is the Son of God. And even less that, the, that he came to this earth to save them. Let us go back to the illustrations to the, uh, of the pardon uh, letter or the vaccination. Sin is a terrible crime against the owner of the universe. And deserves and will receive the penalty already established. And listen to me. Sin is a terrible crime against the owner of the universe. And deserves and will receive the penalty already established, which is eternal death. But there is a reprieve. There is a pardon letter, and we must share it on time. Sin is a thousand times worse spiritual sickness than cancer. Cancer can only harm us during this life, but cannot touch our souls. And the Lord Christ can save our souls for eternity. There is a cure. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Everyone needs to know who, is Jesus, who Jesus is. Everyone needs to know the cure he offers us. And everyone needs to have the chance to receive him. That's a perfect plan. Lord God Almighty died. And us being the messenger sent <coughs> to preach the word. Christ fulfilled perfectly, perfectly his part in God's salvation plan. As he said, it was necessary, a necessary part. No man could have done it. To live a sinless life. To die for other sins. To rise from the dead. Only Jesus. Only him could do that. And did it. The church, Christ, Christ body on earth. From which we are part of. We that have been born again. We must take on and accomplish our part of that eternal plan. And Christ said that this part of his plan was necessary also. And he commanded us to do our part as his disciples. Christ will not come back again to the earth to, to, to do this part of the plan. He will not send from heaven a million of angels to preach the gospel. We are the chosen people to proclaim his goodness. How marvelous and perfect is God's plan. He says clearly who is who and what is what each one of us have to do. His plan is a wise and reasonable plan who besides 
Who besides Christ could provide eternal salvation? There is no other person, not in heaven, not in earth. And he is the only one who could do what he did and did it. And who but those who have tasted God's love, who have tasted the forgiveness, are the proper ones to take the good news through all the world. May the Lord God help us as he did with his first disciples. He says in verse 45, then openeth he their their understanding that they might understand the scriptures so we can understand and do his great work indeed. If we do not, if we do not do it, nobody else will. And that's, that's the part we have to do. He did his part. Will we do ours? Why don't we stand up this time?